police in the morning. A boy ignores a clown's ghost in an amusement park exhibit. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, the third week of our anthology month. We're taking a look at some TV anthology series, taking one episode, and we're taking a look at the 1992 episode, Laughing in the Dark, of the children's show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? You heard what the Google description, search description had to say about this episode. Let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Uh, let's let's get the bad out of the way real quick. That works for me. You want to start? Sure. Cool. So, number three. Um, if you're familiar with the show, the show is about kids throwing sugar into a fire and then telling stories. Well, this episode actually starts with the story already underway and then cuts back to the kids and then they restart the story, I guess. It's real weird and... Like, I just don't think it flows really well for the beginning of the episode. Number two, the main character, Josh, is a dick. Yep. Number one. That sums it up pretty well. (laughs) Short and sweet. Josh's only friend happens to be a boy named Ouija. And his name, it's it's not short for Luigi. It's Ouija. In the credits, spelled W-E-E-G-E-E. Who the fuck names their child Ouija? I mean... I know this is Canada and shit, and they got the floppy trash can heads, but how, how, who names their child Ouija? What does that even mean? Just think like Terrence and Phil. It's like, I say, Terrence, that's our neighbor Ouija. Like, I thought it was like Ouija. Next to Scott, he's dead. Like, even if it was Josh. just Ouija, like Ouija board, O-U-I-J-A, like, I would have been like, okay, like, it's a it's a spooky show, Ouija, I get it. But no, <laughs> it's still been stupid, Ouija, but... W-E-E-G-E-E, like... Alright, for my top three, num- or bottom three, number three is actually, yeah, Josh's friend's name is Ouija. Like, yeah, the whole time I kept thinking, oh, it's Luigi, but no, it's literally just Ouija, which was like, I don't know, is he like, like, Luigi, like the third Mario brother or something like that? Is he like, Wario and Waluigi's like, you know, bastard love, child. love child? I don't know. Just a very weird name, and I... I'm not even sure it was a real name. I think they, they, like, started to say, like, maybe it was, like, Walter and Luigi, and they were like, hey, let's put it together, we'll figure something out. It's like, so you got Ouija, I don't know, that's the only thing I can come out with, like, Ouija, really? Oh, wait, I apologize to anyone listening whose name may happen to be Ouija. Sorry, your parents' name. I'm saying their parents owe them an apology. Life owes you an apology. I'm sorry for any hardships your name brought up, brought on you. Number two, so like Corey said, the episode starts where you're in the park, you know, you see these kids going through the um, amusement thing of, um, you know, the Laughing in the Dark exhibit, and then it cuts to the kids, one of the girls is getting scared, blah, and blah, and it just felt really weird, and then another kid takes over and starts telling the same story, and for some reason that's okay, it was, I didn't understand that, and that's really the only time in the episode where I thought the pacing was disrupted in any way, like, it was just a very... Odd way to start it. Not bad, didn't ruin the episode, obviously, but it was just a very strange decision. And number one, yeah, Josh is just kind of an asshole. He's, like, always just being a dick to people. Like, he's just got a bad attitude. He's, like, always trying to show people up. 
And it's so, like, I'm always, I kept wondering, like, why is Ouija, like, friends with this kid in the first place? Like, maybe, like, no one else in Canada wanted to be friends with a kid named Ouija, so, like, he had to settle for some bratty ginger kid who, like, makes fun of him, makes him wear a stupid clown nose to school. Like, that's the only thing I could figure out, because, like, not a likable kid. Well, time to talk about the best parts of this episode. For me, on the top, number three. You can appease the ghost of Zemo the Clown by giving him cigars? Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, like what kind of ghost is just like, just bring me cigars and we're cool, man. No, if I'm a ghost, I'm gonna haunt the shit out of you until you're dead. Like, smoke up. <laughs> and then he does. Um, number two. The, the part of the episode, I mean, the, the, the climax of the episode, really, is when Zemo is tormenting Josh... And it's just hysterical. I mean, Josh deserves every second of torment that Zebo dishes out to him. And, I mean, Zebo does a plethora of things to torment Josh. It's, just not, it's not like he just kind of, like, hides around the corner and goes, hee-hee-hee-hee. Like, he blows up balloons in his room and replaces his spaghetti with cigars and, like, steps on his chocolate pudding. What a dick. And number one, you know, the charismatic run man who runs the haunted house, just every time he appears on screen, I'm just like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. Just that guy that scare, scares kids at the haunted house and be like, come on in, kids. See if you can survive my haunted house. The ghost may really kill you, but you'll have fun anyway. Yeah, it's like the thing with the 90s, like, you see a creepy guy, it's like, oh no, he might steal our soul or something like that. Nowadays, it's like, oh no, he might molest me. And times have really changed. Alright, number one, I like how the story would cut to the kids telling the story, like, every so often. I, well, I may not have liked the initial, like, starting with the story and then cutting to the kids, like, I thought that the, like, little interjections by the kids felt natural, but it didn't happen enough where it ruined the flow of the story, and I wish more episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark had done this. It's not a... It's a formula that can be ruined if you do it too much or too little, but I thought this episode handled it really well. Number two. So I enjoyed all the outdated 90s slang throughout the episode. There was just a certain charm from watching this, like, maybe 30 years later or close to that. Like, it's just, it's just fun. Something that was... That they couldn't have predicted back then, but, you know, it ages terribly and great at the same time. And number one, I generally just like the story in this. It wasn't particularly scary, but it was entertaining, it was fun. It felt like walking through a haunted house and, you know, with a bit more of a, of a, of a plot. It was like, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure game, which, I mean, you couldn't choose, like, how it went, but it was like... Where it didn't end, it just, like, you know, the scary thing pops out. It's like, like the haunted know. house followed you home. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like an advanced haunted house. And, like, it was good for a kid's kind of scary, quote-unquote, story. It was unoffensive, really, like, easy to watch, and just overall entertaining. Paul mentioned the dialogue a little bit with that 90s slang. So let's get into our a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, I'm not a twerpy chicken. It's a spook house, lame ball. It's supposed to be spooky. I hate clowns. They call it bozophobia. Legend has it, 
the ghost of Zebo is still here. I'm always here. It's the most fun you'll have in the park when you're laughing in the dark. Pick the right door and go free. Pick the wrong door and there he'll be. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this episode or want to tell us what your favorite episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark is, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this episode our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this episode? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 2 out of 10. So, you know, Zebo's a beast. I mean, just, just don't fuck with Zebo. He will destroy you. Are you afraid of the dark? I'm not. But I still wouldn't run into Zebo in a dark alley. Some pretty good um, life advice. I mean, can't go wrong with that. He'll just, he'll just step on your chocolate pudding, and you're done for. What a dick. Laughing in the Dark was one of the first episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark I had seen back in the 90s, and it both holds up and doesn't hold up at the same time. It's not particularly scary or well-acted, but it's fun and has that 90s charm we millennials love so much. It's a story worth staying up late on a Saturday night for. So you have it, a 1 out of 10 from me and 2 out of 10 from Paul. And I guess that brings us to, you know, you may have loved it, you may have hated it, have a little more fun, or just forget about it. So let's have some ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink list. Drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this episode, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone laughs, take a drink. Number two, every time Zebo appears, take a drink. Number three, whenever there's cigar smoke, take a drink. Number four, anytime it looks like Ouija... Looks like he's reading a script. Take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's anthology month, every time a story ends, take a drink. Every time someone is wearing the red nose, take a drink. Every time someone accuses someone else of being scared, take a drink. Every time the camera spins around, take a drink. And every time Josh insults someone, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any other thoughts on this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment in the iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebearsgmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebearers, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebearers, or on Pearl's Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other kind, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebearers.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of our anthology month. I know it was a shortened month for us, um, so we have only had three things to rank. For me, in the number three spot, Trick or Treat, the first episode of Tales from the Dark Side. It was really good until George Romero had to give it a twist ending because fuck all. His writing just went to shit in the 80s. Number two, Laughing in the Dark. Although my favorite episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I mean, it is fantastic. It's fun. It's campy. It's nostalgic. Number one had to be The Man Who Was Death. Because William Sadler's performance just makes it one of the most memorable episodes of any show I have ever seen. He just makes it fantastic. Yeah. Number three, Tales from the Dark Side, Trick or Treat. I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool, but I didn't think the ending really worked. And yeah, it kind of just fell apart in the um, last portion of it. Number two. Oh yeah, number two. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Laughing in the Dark. I enjoyed it. Thought it was a good story. It was fun. A fun little nostalgia trip. But it 
was the least scary of all of them, and I get it was a kid's sto- kid show, but... I mean, there's some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark and, like, Goosebumps that are legitimately scary, and this just wasn't... Number one, Tales from the Crypt, The Man Who Was Death. I genuinely enjoyed it. It had some moments that were pretty unsettling, too, and it was just fun, and... Man, that that Executioner is one of the most entertaining characters I've seen in any story. Next week happens to be October. So that brings us back to Cult Classic Month once again. The theme of this year's Cult Classics, public domain films. Or at least, you know, those films that come in those big, cheap-ass box sets and are on, like, every other scary movie DVD. Like 30 classic horror films, 100 classic horror films, a million classic horror films, all in one box set. So we're going to take a look at the 1963 classic Dementia 13. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs>